In the market for investment-worthy bags, watches, and fine jewelry, Rebag is the answer. Rebag is a luxury resale platform where each piece is carefully inspected by experts to ensure quality and authenticity. Use Rebag to buy and sell finds from the world's top brands, including Louis Vuitton, Chanel, and Cartier. Head to Rebag.com to get 5% off your first purchase with code REBAGNEW. Shop today at Rebag.com. That's R-E-B-A-G.com. And use promo code REBAGNEW for 5% off your first purchase. This Mother's Day, celebrate the extraordinary women in your life with a heartfelt gift from Blue Nile. Whether it's for your mom, a mother figure, or yourself as a mom, find that perfect piece to express your love and appreciation. Explore Blue Nile's exquisite pearls and mesmerizing gemstones that she's sure to love. Enjoy fast shipping options like guaranteed free shipping and returns. Make this Mother's Day unforgettable with a piece from Blue Nile. Right now, get up to 50% off at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hello and welcome to our Bravo episode of Tender Loving Care with your host myself Pauline and my darling Kate. This is the time of the week that we dive headfirst into all things Bravo. Kate and I's podcast Tender Loving Care which is available on all podcasting platforms has a new episode each Wednesday in that podcast as you know we break down a show from the TLC and ID network and Discovery Plus network I think they're all the same past to present and trust us there's a lot of shit to cover but without further ado we are diving into all well the most important Bravo shows that are airing right now hello Kate good evening how's it going good evening good evening good evening good night um, I'm doing well. I have a lot of goss to get into, though. Ooh, okay. I love okay. goss. How How are you doing this evening? I'm good. I am really good. I have okay. my Diet Coke. I have my vape. I am good. <laughs> oh, puff, 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 puff. Um, well, guys, obviously in this episode, we are going to talk about Bravo. So that means we're covering, obviously, Salt Lake, which is just hitting, knocking oh. everything out. I want, as we said last week, Kate, I'd love an episode every day. I'd love an episode every day. I need it. I need to just see cameras on Lisa Barlow at all times. Big brother style. You see, I do want to just touch on Lisa Barlow here is that we speak about, you know, how or, you know, we look at these housewives and the ones we love the most are not necessarily people that we want to be best friends with, but they are, you know, amazing housewives that can see black and white and gray store ups you know, stir up drama and are a bit, you know, of a terrible human being. Lisa Barlow, boom, 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 knocks it all out. Everything is great. She's got the money. She's got the looks. She's got the nastiness in the rumors. And she's got Fresh Wolf. (laughs) She does. She's good in confessionals. She says says whatever's on her mind. 
the hot she, mic. I mean, yeah. Oh, I just love her so much. Um, so we we obviously going to cover Salt Lake. We're going to cover um the OC reunion, and it was only two parts. I didn't know. I was surprised, not surprised, but I was fine with that. Two parts. Um, but I must touch on my personal interaction with Miss Emily Simpson today from Real Housewives of OC. Have you not seen Kate? No, not yet. Okay. So on our Instagram, I we obviously going to cover um the OC reunion, and I was very very upset in it that they did not mention the passing of Fisker, um Emily's dog. Um, it was mentioned briefly about Bronx Tamra's dog passing, but mm-hmm. Fisker was not mentioned. So Kate, I decided to reach out. So I DM'd Emily Simpson, and I said, Emily. We are so sad that Fisker's passing wasn't mentioned on the reunion. We all love and miss Fisker. And then Emily wrote back, I know, and two emojis with crying. And I wrote back, we even dedicated an episode of our podcast to to Fisker when we heard about his passing. Poms are so incredibly special, more than most people know. And she wrote back, oh, I appreciate that. And two heart emojis. It's so nice. So she nice she is rapidly becoming, honestly, my favorite on OC. Oh, she's great. I, you know, I wrote all of that, and it's all true. We were so sad about Fisker. Fisker should have been mentioned. Um, yeah, and you know, um, we did dedicate an episode um, of the pod to Fisker, and mm-hmm. Emily was so gracious in responding. Um, then I remembered all the shit I spoke about her best friend on the show, and I'm like. <laughs> but if you're listening emily hopefully you are um we meant everything we said and we think you're a fantastic housewife and fisker should have got a mention yes agreed rest in peace fisker and everything we say on this podcast we're reacting to what we're being shown on the show yes we don't mean any harm to the individuals in their real lives (laughs) Sure, of course not. Um, someone that does wish a lot of harm is Mary Cosby. Did you see her on Watch What Happens Live? I saw clips. I, I'm okay. wanting to watch the whole thing, but you I'm, know what? I'm scared. Don't bother. Don't bother because it is so cringe. I ca- she can't answer questions. There was one where she was asked um, if, uh, you know, what was so special about the 1990, I think it was 1993 or 2003, whatever, Don Perignon, that she asked, that she called Trixie's Motel and asked if they had in that scene. And she doesn't know how to respond to interview questions, especially live. And she kept going, well, um, you know, uh, well, there was, well, okay. Um, there was this terrible, fu- there was a heat wave, okay, in, um, in, uh, in Champagne, um, in in France, um, where they, where, you know, where they make the champagne, and Andy's like, "Yep, yep." And Z-Way was on. Z-Way's amazing, and Z-Way was yeah. also on Bitch Session a couple of times. So she's a real expert. She knows what she's talking about. Um, so you, you're watching this and going, "Well, I'd have empathy because it's a live show. It's intense. It's whatever." But then she follows, and Andy's like, "Okay, okay." And she goes, "And really, you know, oh, she goes, I had this whole perfect. I can't really say it now. I don't know how to say it. Um, well, lots of people died in this heat wave. So women died and children died in this heat wave. Um, but the grapes that came out were really, really good, and that's the best. You know, that that's the best champagne, and that's the one, only one I want to drink." What a creep. What the she hell? She is a disaster. And then, of course, we know what she said 
about Heather and the corset. Gucci doesn't make size 14. I'm over her. I was over her for a long time. You know, I've spoken about it on this show. She's made racist comments. She's She says terrible things about people's bodies and eating habits. She doesn't want to be on there. Andy said, why did you come back? And she said to help you out. I'm over it. I'm over it. <laughs> me too. It's making yeah. me uncomfortable how mean she is. She's a very damaged woman. And she has not corrected that damage and so puts it out on other people. And I'm over it. Um, So we did also hear in Bravo News, guys, that Shannon, of course, is not going to rehab. No, no, no. As we knew she wouldn't. I told you she wouldn't go. She's doing an outpatient treatment. Right. And refraining from drinking on the Trace Amigas tour. I'm sure. I'm sure. She's still doing the Tres Amigas tour, which is laughable. I mean, Countess Luanne de Lesseps went to rehab twice and then was sober for some of the, um, you know, an evening with Countess shows, right? Countess mm-hmm. and Friends. Like, but she she got herself sorted and spent time in a facility. Shannon is in such denial. And the photos of her this week, a massive cast on her arm, bruised eye. Oh boy. She's still drinking. A hundred I would I presume she is still drinking. Let me put it that way. And it just looks so bad after we'll get into the reunion, but we'll after, reunion, after all yeah. those conversations that went down, it just I looks mean, terrible. Absolutely. Uh my last thing is I do have some boots on the ground. I have some boots on the ground for all of you guys. Agent in the field information. Um, as always, when we have had you know, some sources come to us that actually work within the Bravo realm to keep it all anonymous. I am going to say that I met a gentleman on the street and this gentleman on the street had insider information due to a friend um, about the inner workings of Schwartz and Sandys. So I asked this gentleman for the information that he was willing to give me. And he told me the following. It's nothing hugely explosive, but some of these things are very interesting. And also some things were told to me that I can't repeat. So I do apologize. Live show. That's when I will be spilling everything. Live show. But um, I was told that something that I think the majority of us know, obviously we're talking about Schwartz and Sandys, which is a restaurant owned by Tom Sandoval and Tom Schwartz, partly owned um, in LA um, from Vanderpump Rules. Um Greg, who we saw featured on the show, who is the manager, I believe, of the restaurant, despises beyond a belief Sandoval. Absolutely hates him. And it is 100% true that Sandoval is completely banned from coming into the restaurant. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> Not allowed in there at all. And I have it on good authority from this gentleman, from this source, that he tried to sneak in several times and was escorted out. He is not allowed in the restaurant. And this Greg is furious. He absolutely despises the show, will not allow their filming to take place there. He hates everything that he's brought the shirt brought into this restaurant, hates Sandoval, is okay with Schwartz. Um, other things this source <sighs> revealed to me is that it is not doing well. As we kind of thought, the restaurant is not doing well. I mean, on the good, good part, you know, in good restaurants in LA, it's extremely hard. Mm-hmm. But 
the the location of it is so odd guys if you're not familiar not live in la um or not kind of seen the photos it's hidden in a corner it's not there's a very it's called where is this franklin village and there's a strip um that's opposite the church of uh scientology celebrity center but that's a whole different that's a whole different podcast yes. but um <laughs> there are really popular restaurants there there's birds there's all of these things that are in front and then you go round a corner and then there's a I guess in America you would kind of call it like a little strip mall thing. Yep. And there's a pet shop mm-hmm. and their restaurant is like right dug into the corner. It's such an odd area for it to be. I'm super familiar with this area because um, Upright Citizens Brigade yeah. theater is right there. And yeah. I did all that improv. And so that um, that it, 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 you want to be on the... side where all the strip where all these businesses are but you're right it's like around the corner and you wouldn't even see those unless you were looking for it no it's very odd so you know it's just the position of it is not great so they're not getting a lot of walk-ins they obviously they you know this person confirmed to me a ton of vandalism when the scandal broke Mm. um so he's i said how often is schwartz there and this person said to me you know, he does okay. You know, Schwartz and Sandy's is only open four nights a week. And he is there about twice a week. Um, all the Instagram that he posts aren't like stock photos. Because I don't know if you follow Schwartz. Schwartz does post like photos of being in Schwartz and Sandy's. And he is genuinely there when they're posted. Um, I asked how he's doing. Some of these things I have to edit that I will not be able to say. But um, he is not doing very well not doing very well at all mm. i asked about joe this apparent manic crazy friend of Kristen's, um that he's supposed to be dating and this person said i do not believe that they're dating currently um but she is nuts um but schwartz with the divorce and everything that's that's come down he is very respectful of talking about Sandoval, he will say things aren't great with my business partner. He will kind of say that, but generally Schwartz is not in a great place at all. That's too bad. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Um, I'm trying to think of anything else that I can say. Um, I think that's about it. So nothing like groundbreaking, but definitely confirmation of what's going on over there. And my this person didn't say this, but from my my take on everything that was discussed, I don't think that restaurant's going to be there this time next year. Yeah, that that sounds right to me. I mean, even though, like we're saying, it's around the corner from a busy street, that rent must be pricey. As well. Oh, yeah, absolutely. So. Absolutely. Um, so what, so let's get into the truth, but guys, once again, these Bravo people fall into my lap and I am very happy to be of service and relay everything back to you. Yes. Thank you so much. (laughs) Um, Kate, why don't you take us into this beautiful episode of Salt Lake City? Yes. Okay. So we left last episode with Meredith's saying your husband sucks dick at the roundup basically and are you kidding me are Mm -hmm. you kidding me angie is livid Mm -hmm. and she stomps up to meredith 
and confronts her about spreading these rumors and says the very bold statement of you're talking about my marriage when you're the only one here who spreads their legs outside of their marriage. Yeah. And at this point, Mayor disengages. She disengages. I'm sick of this because when we were in Palm Springs and she does the turning the back, uh, that was on Angie too. Enough, enough. You're a housewife. Okay, yeah. you have two options. You can storm out, which a lot of housewives do, or you get into a massive fight. Don't suddenly think that you have grace and poise. You're on a housewife show. Be a housewife. I couldn't agree more. Like, you need to stand your ground, say yeah. what you want to say, and make it a great moment for the show. Mm-hmm. Like, you don't like this is happening, but guess what? This is what people watch it for. So, yeah. I was over that. I'll tell you what I was loving in the background, though. That Monica is sucking on one of those pure, it's pure crystallized sugar things that that you usually, I don't, I I never knew people that actually ate them. You'll find them in in a sweet shop or something, but I thought they were used for like stirring sugar into hot drinks or usually just for display. And you know, none of these women eat any carbs or sugars. But she was sucking on this. It's this massive thing of crystallized pure sugar. And I I appreciated that deeply. Yeah, she's fun. I like her. She's great. And the crepe crepe makers were loving this argument as well. I was watching them with my beady eyes. They were taking it all in and trying to act professional. But yeah, she's just so, you know, Angie is like, Meredith, look at me. Talk to me. Like, what's going on? No. No, not doing it, not doing it. I'm going to go. It's to stop walking off. You are a housewife. Your contract is to fight and to argue. Give us what we want. Give the people what they want. So she goes over and she's just like, she's sitting with Lisa and avoiding everything. And then the other women are gathered talking about it. And um, everyone besides Whitney and Monica is saying that they've never heard this rumor in their lives. Yeah. And I will add the baby gorgeous, who is my number one fave baby gorgeous even swore on Jack and Hen- Jack and fresh wolf Henry's lives. So she we did. know baby gorgeous doesn't mess around with Jack and Henry. Mm-hmm. She loves her Jack and Henry. And she John does. Barlow. Yes. And John Barlow and diet Coke. So Then we get this great statement from Heather. She's like, this is Utah. If a guy wears a cardigan, people think he's gay. Right. And it it makes sense that this is like low hanging fruit type of rumor because he's a male hairstylist. Yeah. I think they deal with that a lot, you know, and yeah. uh, So it it totally makes sense to me that someone is just saying this shit. Because I don't believe it. Do you? No, I don't. I, I don't, don't believe it. I, I, don't. I, I don't know what's going on with their marriage. I think as all of these housewives, there's probably a lot of stuff that they're hiding. I don't see much going, much chemistry between them. They've been married for a very long time. Um, I probably think one of them has had an affair. When you've been together that long and there's like no chemistry at this point, someone's had an affair. That's just my theory. <laughs> Call me a cynic, but it's usually true. Um, so I, I think one of them is probably cheated. Um, there just doesn't seem anything between them. I don't, I don't know. And they sleep in that bed with the daughter and that dog with the pink ears. I don't know. There's something going on. Yeah. Even if it is just, you know, like she was saying in the previous episode, they just 
are focusing on the kid and they've kind of lost that part of it. So that's kind yeah. of, yeah, that's what it looks like too. Uh, uh, so then Mary orders ugh. food to go and calls the staff member lazy to his face because he didn't put the pizza in the to-go box for her and she had to do it. You know, in a, if it was any other housewife that had kind of been on a show had the notoriety of being wacky, zany, odd, weird, um, and kind of rude, and then they were fired or left, and then they came back and were just as rude or even more so, you would say, oh, they're putting it on because they know they want to stay on the show. She's not putting anything on. She's a foul human being that speaks to people terribly, and she needs to get off this show. I'm just going to say it. I don't think even Ramona Singer would, would have said that. Absolutely. I don't think she might have been like, oh, you're not going to put it in the box or, you know, been kind of hinting it. But I don't think she to their face would be like, well, you're lazy. You and know, Ramona would, Ramona would have muttered to herself. Oh, I guess I'm doing myself then. OK, fine. I guess I'm doing it to myself. OK, fine. Well, I guess I have to do everything by myself. Do, 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 do. But then Ramona come. But Ramona had a balance of being a terrible person, but then also <laughs> doing her fake apologies with her fake tears roll back into her eyes they were so fake i mean ramona had it down so she's an og i mean she's terrible but mary is just not interested on the show we spoke about watch what happens live and um i'm absolutely over it i need her to go yeah so that was pretty much her only moment this episode and it was really annoying because if you've ever worked in the food service industry it's like that's the kind of shit you have to put up with. And it's yeah. like they have enough going on. Yeah. Um, so then the following morning, Angie breaks the news to her husband, Sean, that the ladies brought up gay rumors on camera. And he says, it's crazy. It's nuts. It's a smear campaign. Mm. And she says, Sean, she's a miserable bitch. Don't let her get to you. And then he starts crying because their daughter's going to find out. This is where I, ha- I had two problems with this scene, Kate. Usually I have more than two, but just two with this one. One, <laughs> I can't stand, and I know they have to do it. They have a call time, and I have heard that the call time for every um, shoot day for Housewives is 10.30. And so, you know, when they do this waking up scene, she was in her dressing gown, robe, and the f- face full of makeup, the hair done would have taken two something hours. So I'm just annoyed at all of these wake up scenes with the Housewives. Just either be completely dressed and have all your hair and makeup done for call time or be like Monica later and literally roll out in your dressing gown. Like, stop. Like, we know what's going on. Anyway, we have her. And but I cannot. We need to stop with this running theme of all these housewives um, being so concerned about their children. You signed a release for your child to be on the show and to go on a show. We've we're now in how many years of housewives? All of you better understand they're gonna make comments and your children are gonna find out everything. So I'm not listening to that anymore. I give them a pass on their first season because I think they go into it thinking, oh right. no, I'll be different. People aren't gonna they what are they gonna say about me and my family? No one will bring right. anything up. And yeah. I think they all kind of have this moment on their first season of like we saw it on OC too. It's it's this moment of, oh shit. Yeah, yeah. What did I do? <laughs> uh, well, they were yeah. They realized they better. But you, signing a release for a 
12 year old or something to be on a on a housewife show i mean come on sonia morgan sonia morgan was very lucky that her husband never let quincy be on that show because can you imagine i all the stuff that sonia morgan did uh yeah think of avery we saw everything everything um we then go to monica which is a stark difference we've got her waking up all the family we see chap her dog which seems stunning um and we see monica start and then try to like correct herself she was singing that kylie jenner rise and shine when her kids came in and then she realized copyright they probably have that trademark right and then she's like rise and shine um so we're seeing her getting all the family up and she something that struck me kate She's cooking, she's getting all these kids up. We have a 17-year-old or a 15-year-old, all these five, like all these kids, five or four kids. Her youngest that she had is, I think the youngest is five, four, something like that, even younger. She, I think even younger than that. Yeah. She's been separated from her husband for a while. She was sleeping with the brother-in-law for 18 months when you do all the maths of this, it's like, did she have a child? She must have had a child. And then got right in with a brother-in-law. It's a lot to take on when I saw how young her youngest was. Ooh, good point. Yeah. Yeah. Or, or maybe even pregnant. I don't, right? I don't know. I don't know. But that I was like, that child is very young. And she was with him. She was sleeping with him for that long. That must have been turbulent yeah. times. Oh wow! Yeah. Good. She's good driving point. to school and she's got she's eating bacon. Kids are talking about boners, um, and she looks half a mess. Which is how I'm sure if you have four children, and you're waking up and you have no sleep, and you're getting all of this in your film crew in your face. I'd look as well. So that was refreshing. Yeah, she was putting the real into Real Housewives yes. for sure. Yes. Yeah, and she seems so close with her kids. The yeah. d- the contrast between watching her interact with her kids and then Whitney Rose interacting with her kids is pretty drastic to me. Whitney Rose is unclear of their names. I mean, that's it's it's just go up and do your homework. It's so strange. Her children. <laughs> well, we've spoke about it in the last episode. Very odd. Yep. Then we see Jack Jack Freshwolf Barlow. Yes, pedicures because he's into men's grooming. Thank God. I love him. I, I love him. He's a gorgeous looking boy as well. I can say that he's 18, guys. Don't come for me. I think he's gorgeous. And um, because Baby Gorgeous is gorgeous. And of course, uh, John Barlow. Hello, yeah. John Barlow is gorgeous. They're a cute family. Um, they really are. I can't get my eyes on Henry. I forgot what Henry looks like, but they're all amazing. Barlow's. Um, so we see them getting getting uh sitting down to get uh manny's and petties and what i was upset with we see her with the diet coke but it wasn't a big gulp like i'm missing seeing those scattered big gulp cups all around her house remember last season anywhere in that house there was four to five big gulps at all times around the house it was awesome (laughs) but did you see what else she was folding up in her hand she had a diet coke can just a little kit kat I mean, oh, right, right. Yeah, she has the diet of a teenage boy. And her body is so banging. I, I'm so confused. I'm so confused. I don't know whether it's just DNA or it's that maybe we need to all just go on a pure sugar diet. Like just 
junk, just really, because maybe you'd eat less if you just ate junky chocolate. It would maybe feel, I remember my friend back in England had this girl that she had a not so pleasant nickname for, and all she used to eat for breakfast and throughout the day were just chocolate bars. And she was like a rake. So thin. Yeah. Crack crack the diet code. Uh, That makes my stomach hurt. Okay. So then um, let's see. They're talking about Book of Mormon and she, yeah, she kind of sets up the fall the scene after this by mentioning heather talking about mormonism and she says that she doesn't go to the temple because she doesn't feel worthy due to her diet coke consumption and if that's the bar i would be set on fire there with the amount of dc i'm I, slugging constantly from what i know because i did i also ha- i know i always have stories but I'm sorry, guys, I just do. I My friend that was a Mormon for about six months because, quote, she wants to be covered when she dies. Um, So she got baptized. And when she was getting baptized in the temple, she um got baptized and you're wearing obviously white robes, but she forgot and wore a red bra underneath. So that was it. It didn't start well for her. OK, it didn't start well for her. Anyway. <laughs> She tells me you you can't just go into the temple for services. You're separated into wards. And to be able to go to service in the temple every week, I believe you have to be baptized in there and you have to be. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is plush care. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. Usually born into the faith, I I believe, I may be wrong here, Um, but also... um, pay your tithing every month there's certain rules you have to be to be able to enter the temple it's not about diet coke you're not allowed in there uh miss barlow <laughs> there's something yeah there's some i i wonder is she paying tithing every month is she paying something it's something like 15 percent. i just made that up but it's a high percentage of your whole income that you give to them every month i don't think fresh wolf profits which are skyrocketing are going in there well john goes in the temple doesn't he unclear don't know (laughs) but i did love that she's a mormon that hasn't read the book of mormon i mean that was great yeah bad mormon then meredith tells us of her near car accident the editors are super shady and they put quotation marks on accident this was my favorite part of this entire episode you'll see we put it all on the instagram and stuff like that but you're right they she tells this which is awful and harrowing and really frightening and it all happened after she was leaving baby gorgeous's party with her friend and 
the music. Do 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 the The editors made it look like she was so ridiculous for being upset about this, which honestly I thought was kind of rude because a friend of the pod, Lanny, and I once Mm -hmm. were on our way from Chicago back to our college town, uh, and it was just after New Year's, and the roads were really icy and snowy, and we got in a car accident like the car was spinning and spinning and spinning and then like wedged itself into the snowbank and it is really terrifying we did think we were gonna die and it's it is scary so I totally understood her but the way it was edited was so funny they were so naughty and then Meredith goes on we put it on our Instagram of her saying so they put the accident in quotation marks does that mean somebody really deliberately messed with our brakes I mean she's out of control but um no it was I thought the the story was terrible, and I can imagine being in something like that would be oh, it'd be awful. I have no clue why the editors did that, but they made it like she's talking a load of shit over here. I don't know why they did it? She must have been watching this episode in her rented house. That's probably different than the one she's in on this season. Yeah, and just being like, "What the hell? Like, why are they doing this?" So strange. It was so strange. Uh, so then her and Brooks oh, have God. a really deep convo about dating God. and relationships. I don't know what I want. I don't know what I don't want. I just want to be single because I just got out of a relationship. His, the, I mean, Kate, the voices of that entire family is so... It is um, monotone, nasal, and they just carry it. Nya, nya, nya. Nya, 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 nya. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You could just it. Why do they? I have such a fascination and annoyance of why they speak that way because it's all affected. I think that's what it is to me. It's all affected, and it's this you know this Kardashian monotone way of speaking that people have now affected and put on, and they think that it makes them sound more interesting um, and high profile. I I don't know what it is, but they're doing it all, and her. Chloe Brooks disasters. I can't hear it. That's exactly what I wrote down. It's Kardashian syndrome. It's yeah. infecting everyone's brains. Uh, then they go snowshoeing with her and her designer snow pants and giant ponytail that's like about hitting the ground. And I just wrote, LOL, I love her on this show. Like, I'm so glad she's on this show. <laughs> I'm definitely glad she's on it. I was disappointed that she didn't go snowshoeing wearing a blazer. But, you know, <laughs> look, she's given us a f- already, we're only a couple of episodes in, and she's already given us such an amazing episode with the rumors and the husband. I mean, she's doing great work. Yeah. So do I wish she would engage in the arguments? Yes, we do. But she she is bringing entertainment value for me. <laughs> yes, Absolutely. Then we go to Monica and her mother and her grandmother. Ooh, Ooh, talk about generational trauma. This was tough, Kate. It was. So they're going to the nursing home and playing bingo, right? I was multitasking during this. Um, So they were taking the grandmother to go to, um, it's, uh, yeah, it's like a, 
rec centre thing for older people. And she was just going there to socialise and play card games or whatever. And then they stop to go to McDonald's, which I appreciated seeing them. Um, And then they get there and they kind of, you know, she's with her grandmother a little bit. And then she sits with this mother and the conversation, Kate. This mother has done a doozy on Monica. So the senior center, the grandmother's playing cards. Monica and the mother sit down and they talk about kind of, you know, um, uh, the mother's dating life, about how she isn't, she doesn't consider herself a Mormon anymore, but she got ghosted by a guy, uh, Monica's mother, because she said she's still celibate. Um, Then they start kind of comparing lives and they start, and the mother's like, this isn't a pissing competition. You had everything. I was a single mother. And she said, and Monica reveals that when she had Brie, which I believe is her eldest, I don't know, she said she was on food stamps and state assistance. And she said that, you know, we need, and then the mother's like, this isn't a pissing contest. She's like, I did it all on my own as well, but very layered and very, a lot of anger there. Then we talk about boundaries. And she's saying, you can't just come over and knock, whatever. And Monica reveals that she was on the phone with her mother. And the mother thought she'd hung up. She hadn't. Instead, Monica hears her say the most atrocious things about her daughter. She's a fucking bitch. I fucking hate her. She's, I mean, really, really dark things. Mm. And the mother then laughs when Monica's retelling this. She's like, I heard what you said to me. And she's like, (laughs) yeah. And she smiles. And Monica's like, it's not funny. I would never speak about my children that way. She was saying, I hate you. And that she said, you were saying, I hate you and you're a fucking bitch. That's my mother saying that. That mother's a menace. That's what I wrote down. That mother is a menace. That is so harmful. That is the one person who you just want their love and for them to say that stuff. I can't imagine. And she also brings up her mom does that thing i feel like parents do this a lot where you bring something up that had a huge impact on you and they don't even remember it you know yeah and the mom is pressuring her to raise her children in the church and monica's like that's really odd you say that because when you left the church you apologized to me for Mm -hmm. having raised me in it and her mom's like i don't remember that and she's like, wow, that was a really big deal to me. Yeah. So I think we're going to get so much more about this mother and it's going to explain a lot. But that mother looked like a, she did look like a demon. She really did. And she, what did you think she meant when Monica said that thing about her mom moved her around a lot? Yeah. Because she was looking for something better and it had it was to Monica's detriment as a child. What was that I was thinking that there's been a lot of men in and out of the household. That's what I think's been going on. I think that mother was playing this doting Mormon, but I think she was husband shopping constantly. I think we're going to find out that. Yeah, that sounds right. I mean, another great scene from Monica. I just think she is being she she understands what it means to be a housewife. She's op- she's really opening up about stuff, yep. giving us actual storyline, actual yep. storyline, unlike a lot of housewives these days. Yeah. So 
I know. Then it's great. It's a lot Heather to dive Whitney. into. Um, and then, yeah, we see Whitney go um, skiing and snowboarding with Heather. And those two are still, remember, they're still trying to figure out their relationship. And it's still mm-hmm. very tender, I would say. Um, and they are sat there and then Heather brings up about Jack, baby gorgeous son Jack, fresh wolf Jack, going on his mission. And Whitney says good for him. And Heather's very um, anti-church. And she says, well, Whitney, so are you. Why are you saying good for him? To me, this whole scene was underlying anger. Both of them still have for each other. And Whitney was antagonizing Heather. That's what I took away from it. Mm, Yeah, I see that. And I see, I understand all of her points about it, you know, the issues with the church and the problems she has, but this isn't going to go well for you, Heather. I know. Telling someone what they, how to parent is not going to go well. Absolutely. Especially baby gorgeous because she protects Jack and Henry to the end. We know that. Um, And that was, was that the end of the episode? Because that's all my notes. That's all my notes too. Well, I would say it's just, it's just A plus, A plus, A plus, Kate. That's where we are with Salt Lake. Agreed. It's phenomenal. I'm obsessed with it. Obsessed. All right, Kate. So we've done Salt Lake. Why don't you take us in to the second and final part of the reunion for Real Housewives of OC? Okay. I have to be honest. My I don't really have notes because I didn't know what to write down. <laughs> Basically, they are fighting. Where do we come in? Oh, it's all about Shannon. Yes. And we're talking about her drinking and how much she has told everyone about her and John Jansen's relationship. Is that where it starts? Um, we we pick up again from um Shannon Gina CPS thing, and Shannon just doesn't give a shit. But she's like, "Look, I said I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry." Heather was like whispering to Gina because they call lunch. And then you see Heather really staring apart and whispering to Gina is like, well, she's never going to say sorry properly, is she? Because she doesn't think she's done anything wrong. Da, 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 da. Then the lunch really int- was interesting because you see everybody leave the stage. Shannon, I realize, is just so indicative of who she is. She had like these ton of minions around her. Now we're used to seeing the housewives come out and they have their makeup artists about to touch them up or whatever. Shannon had no less than four to five people around her. And she's like, oh God, I look fucking awful, don't I? I've done a fucking terrible job. I look awful. And she's got a makeup artist, Pam, a glam by Pam, which all housewives fans know. She's there. And then there was like three other people that were like streaking her shoulder. And I'm like, oh, and then you see Heather. She doesn't walk off with anyone. Nobody else did. And I was just like, Shannon, you just have so many people around you. You are such a mess, dude. I don't know. It really struck me that I was like, you're constantly enabled, constantly enabled. The spoiled little girl attitude that she's had her entire time. Um, They come back onto the stage and then. Tamara starts telling us all about this st- stick on underwear, which I want, which sounds great. So she's like, instead of wearing underwear and not going completely commando, you have like stick on stuff. It's kind of like stuff you use if you're doing a sex scene. And I was like, oh, that sounds great. So I, I want to invest in some of those. That was just my little note there. Um, yeah, you're right. And then we get into this JJ stuff. And 
it's it's just going right. It kind of circling the drain. It was just Heather. Let's break down what was said at BravoCon. Heather said, "I did, you know, or that no, no. This is sorry before BravoCon. She's saying, well, I told people off camera about things you said to me. I didn't reveal what was in the vault, and I never said the vault. And then Shannon says, um, Shannon reveals that you know he was saying we did get a reveal about." He JG was saying all this stuff on camera, and then we see an un, unreleased scene of unseen footage of him saying there is going to be a commitment from me. You know, we are moving forward. That's the direction we're going. And she said, and then he dumped me. And Shannon said, I realized that he was saying one thing on camera and a very, very different thing off camera to me. He would ghost me. She said, we get in arguments and he wouldn't speak to me for days. Ugh. He's a menace as well. He is. And Tamara is saying that she just thinks they're not good together. Whereas she thought that uh, Ryan was yep. a bad person. Yeah, And I think Jen was annoyed that there was kind of this double standard happening. But yeah, bad, bad, dark stuff. And then there's this discrepancy about... I. I think she literally just forgets everything she says to everyone. So. She's drunk off. Well apparently she is intoxicated the majority of the time right so tamra is saying you called me from new york and you said he left new york flew out and left you there she's like no let's get the story straight he didn't do that she's still defending him and it's so sad um and they're um, still spending time together and it's just a mess it was really sad to watch actually you're right it was just um it was like she is a it was another side of Shannon that was revealed that she she's incredibly um she's in a terrible space and she's telling us all that this is the greatest love of her life that this man she said I couldn't believe it when he broke up with me it's destroyed me he's my everything Shannon has a is terrible in relationships she needs to just exit and be on her own because she's still relying on him she's constantly being enabled and enabling other people's bad behavior and at one point she's you know someone says you know she oh god she was quoting saying and you told me I needed to go to rehab Woof. 10 days later um and then there was one scene where she just shouted I like this she just shouted out I'm here to be Shannon Storm's bedore <laughs> And she, then she's like, Gina's like, yeah, you're bedoring. You're bedoring it up. <laughs> I liked it, that. I don't know. She is spiraling. And she spiraled because it was 10 days after this that she got she crashed into a house with Archie, Justice for Archie. Um, we did get a flashback to the shirt scene of the wow with that horrible chiropractor. I don't know why that was. I have that written in here. I think that it's just... Oh. The- Shannon just claims that she's done so much and she's always the victim. That is one thing that all these women say, and it is true. Shannon will always be a victim in any circumstance. That's right. That's why they showed that scene, because she's bemoaning to the women that she has revealed and shown and done so much more on this show than any of them have. And they're all just like, that's not true. We all have uh, Gina got a DUI and all this stuff with her ex. And what Tamara had gone through with that that first husband and a custody battle and a child not speaking to her. I mean, they've gone through medical issues. They've gone through. Yeah, that was unhinged. Unhinged. Yeah, she just can't see 
the situation from anyone's perspective but her own. Like she can't right. step out of her own misery. No. Uh what what else was there with Shannon's segment? Oh, she's just going on. I did notice something that was really strange is that we have never seen this on reunions before. They all have their drinks that we know. They have them like behind the couch. But at one point, Shannon was rah, 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 rah. And Heather just reaches for a champagne and starts drinking it like during the segment. And then the other, I saw the other women do that as well. And I was like, you're not on Watch What Happens Live, guys. This is a reunion. Don't drink what Andy's hosting a reunion. Don't do that. Um <laughs> But uh, Tamara uh, is the root of all relationship problems. Why do I have that written down? I don't know. I just put here that Shannon is a woman in denial. Um, remember when at one point, the last thing I'll say about this segment is when Heather and Emily both testify in the court of Bravo that Shannon had told them that John Jansen, Jensen, Jensen, whatever, called her fat multiple times. And Shannon says to Heather, you must have misheard that. And Heather says, Emily heard it too on two separate occasions when we weren't even together. So both of us misheard that when we weren't even together. I mean, she's just, she's not well. Really not well. She cannot keep her stories straight Mm -hmm. at all. Mm -hmm. Is it Tamara next? So... Mm -hmm. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, we talk about, yeah, I think so. I've got a lot. I think they go, what do they go into her about? Just losing the gym? Well, Heather says, you're do. I think it's Heather, you're doing the best I've ever seen you. You have, you know, you're in great shape. Your marriage is going great. Your kids are good. Everything's good. So that's what I was trying to get at all season is what is wrong? Why are you so angry? Everything seems to be fine. And that's when Tamara says, well, going into the season, I was really, really upset about closing my business and my dog of 14 years passing away. And so I wasn't really in a great place and I was drinking a bunch and that's what came out. Yeah. So. Um, And then she's making peace with Heather, which I kind of, I knew, I called that. I knew they were going to. Um. They then had this segment about talking. Um, I wrote here about Fisker, which we've already discussed, and Emily's segment, and that they didn't invite anyone to the Trace Amiga's performance because Shannon didn't want that. And then Gina is saying, you know, Emily, you are a bit harsh. And I'm like, Sh- I just wrote, shut up, Gina, because Gina's just obsessed with Heather. Um, sh- there is the scene, obviously, when I liked that Andy got a text from Vicky midway through. And um, I just wrote in here, can you imagine the amount of text that man gets from these women? If only we could read his message. All of these franchises, plus all of ones that have been on franchises before that are past Housewives, it must be never ending. He was on Las Culturistas, I believe, a podcast I listened to. And he he talked about that, how they all reach out to him. He sometimes has to set the boundary of like, it's three in the morning in New York. Like you can't call me Vicky or whatever. And so, so funny. Oh, Oh, is this the point? Tamara, 
tells Andy to shut the fuck up and shut up. And the other yeah. women are like, ooh, biting the hand that feeds you, are you? Uh, yeah, and she really needs Andy right now, whether she's getting... And she does say at the very end, she's like, if I'm brought back. And I'm like, yeah, remember where we are. Remember <laughs> where we are, Tamara, please. <laughs> yeah, she, that was quite funny. She just was going into her ta- little Tamara, Tam- Tammy Sue rage. Um so yeah she says that and then she's going at heather a little bit i mean i didn't have then they go into this loser comment which i can't even get into again because it's so convoluted and ridiculous and i think heather absolutely said that to tamra and then tamra started spreading it and heather started to kind of excuse me backtrack but heather definitely called them all said i'm on a show with a bunch of losers absolutely she absolutely did these women talk so much shit to each other about each other and that's where all these fights come from because Mm -hmm. none of them want to admit to what they said and look bad and deal with the repercussions so they literally just flat out deny everything they say yeah but sometimes other multiple women are there and they are playing this game of chess with you know who's who's on my side and who's my ally and so they will just pick and choose when they're going to reveal what someone said in confidence to them. It's just the whole season is that. Absolutely. I mean, Dave Quinn, the genius who wrote Not All Diamonds and Rosé, the ultimate Real Housewives expose book, you know, he said the main thing that I took away from interviewing, he interviewed, he had like 500 hours or something of interviews with these housewives from all the franchise past and present. And he said, the one thing that I took away from it is the fights that you see on the show are never are usually not really about what they're fighting about. It's all these things that happened off camera. Um, they'll fight, they'll pick something to fight about because one of them didn't get their party filmed because the other members didn't agree to go to the party. So then the party couldn't be comped. So they're really angry about that, but they can't talk about it on camera. And it's all the stuff that happens off camera is really what they're fighting about and will pick things that are happening on camera to use as as weapons so it that was very interesting and i think this mm-hmm. whole loser comment of course have a set up like move on um i mean it ended and i just went okay we certainly didn't need a third but i i was definitely disappointed in this reunion there was no big explosive revelations i think we should have gone harder into shannon about john and her relationship expose some stuff i would have loved that if the women would have exposed some things that were said but it was more like remember he left you in new york it's like no no i want you to say here is the text message that shannon sent me she was waste like that's what i would have liked but unfortunately we didn't get that yeah um, play, play one of these drunken voicemails yes. or something we find Love out her. andy flat out asks shannon if she's still sleeping with john at this point and she's she admits it she's like yeah sometimes everyone's like no strange strange <laughs> Um, my favorite part of this entire episode is that all wrapping up, they're all going for dinner together. And Andrew Cohen is sat outside the studio, <laughs> leaning against a barricade. And Heather's like, what are you doing? And he's like, I'm just waiting for my car, you know, and he's like on his phone with his shirt and shoes in his hand, waiting for his car service. I love that. That was my favorite moment of the whole reunion. It was like seeing your teacher out at the grocery store. <laughs> what are you doing okay. here? Yeah, was, loved him so much. It was great. So I mean, it's gone. We are we've got Potomac, which a massive bombshell was dropped yesterday that I sent to UK. That this woman's coming forward and saying that she 
has been having an affair with Chris Bassett, Candace's husband, a real housewife of Potomac, and got pregnant by him and aborted the child. It's I don't know the validity in this. Candace was posting but said nothing about it. They're not filming. They're about to release a new season. Who knows? I don't know the validity of this blogger or this woman, but it, it was a lot. Um, we've got that coming up. And we have... Um, what else is about to drop? Oh, Beverly Hills, of course, Beverly Hills. And that I think may be infuriating for us to watch because if I see, if I, if I open up the trades one more time, page six, Daily Mail, and I see these staged photographs of Kyle going shopping with and showing her hand like this without the wedding ring or her walking around Northern California town kind of with her arm around this possible girlfriend, but kind of not, I'm, I'm done. I'm over it. Over wearing. It. I was. I was on page six, and they were showing all these photos of proof that that uh, Kyle was wearing that woman's jeans. Yes, <laughs> journalism at its best. <laughs> like within a day that that girl had worn them. Oh, so oh, such good work. So dumb. So, guys, that's it for our Bravo Roundup. We are going to love you and leave you because we are on now to go and record our very special episode for only our subscriber members and our Patreon members. It is it's going to be um, available today. Every other Friday, we release an episode where we deep dive into documentaries, the weird, the wild, the paranormal, the wonderful. And this week, we have a great one. We are reviewing a documentary called All of Them Witches. And um, it's very on theme for October. We have a backlog now of documentaries we've gone into. Pop culture, The Death of Brittany Murphy, Anna Nicole Smith, The Haunting at Amityville, tons there. So if you want to join, it's only five bucks a month. It helps support our podcast so much. You just want to go into your feed, click on the episode that you'll see in the feed right now with a lock on it, enter your details, and you get all of the tons of the past um, episodes as well as as an extra one every other week. Yes, please join us. We are having so much fun making those episodes. Um, If you are watching the new season of 90 Day Fiance, we covered that premiere. Check that out. That'll be coming out um, every week. And we are talking about... Oh, and if you want to watch for our regular episode coming up uh, next week, we're going to be talking about Hillsong, a megachurch exposed. So lots of fun things coming up. And... Thanks for being here. Thanks for being as follows on Instagram, Tender Loving Care Podcast. Email is Tender Loving Care Pod at gmail.com. Love you guys. Bye bye. Bye. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. 
Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.